So I don't know about you if you had any weird rules when you were a kid on what you could wear to school. I went to a high school that required uniforms. Yeah. Oh, they were awful. Polyester. <laughs> and the girls had to wear a vest over their Oxford shirt, which was so hot in the Florida sunshine. Um, but anyway, there is a this is a real thing. There's a school that is banning mullets. No business in the front party in the back at this school. They're just, I guess they just don't think it's like appropriate and that it's just not an attractive hairstyle no for the guys to have at that school. So I would have never been allowed in school when I was in high school. Did you? I, oh, I had the oh, 80s. I Are you kidding? See that picture. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, rules at school for what you can wear. I only went to a uh, private school for one year when I was a kid, so I only had to deal with uniforms once. Mm-hmm. But my kids, a different story. We'll talk about that next. Okay, see, at our, at our daughters, when they were in middle school, they uh, imposed a uniforms rule because they felt like some kids were being teased because they didn't have designer brands. Yeah. And it was like this whole big thing. So they're like, fine, we will take that out of the equation. We will have uniforms. And that started a whole new world of trying to fudge the rules. Not so much our girls. They would try to get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. But other kids coming in, oh my gosh. It was like they they created a whole new form of policing for kids, like that you had to be on top of collared shirts and are they the mm-hmm. right kind of khaki pants and it was endless. I don't know if it solved a problem or created a whole new world of problems. Yeah, it could oh, and in my high school, you know, the uniforms were for the same reason, so you mm-hmm. don't get teased. But the kids who had a bunch of money, because I was right near Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah. I was from Jupiter. So the kids that have the money, they would have the fancy schmancy name brand designer shoes and purses. <laughs> so you could still tell who had money. And then I had my TJ Maxx purse. Right. You could, you could still tell. You had your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Coming up in just a minute. When, when was the last time you bought any new clothes? Been a while? Coming up, why that could change very soon. When was the last time you bought any new clothes? If it's been a long time, you are not alone. With so many of us working online and doing school at home, there's really no reason to buy any new clothes, right? Well, that is about to change. Returning to the office is set to ignite a post-pandemic fashion boom as more than half of employees plan to refresh their work wardrobe. And about 40% of people surveyed say working from home will change the way they buy clothes for the office, with the main goal being comfort. They're like, oh, I like not having stuff digging into my skin while I'm at work. But here's what I'm wondering. When are fitting rooms going to reopen? Because if you mask up and you close off every other fitting room, why can't we go in there and try on some clothes? The bathrooms are open, but the fitting rooms are still closed. Well, if I have to pick between bathrooms and fitting rooms, I'll take bathrooms. Right, right. <laughs> but Maybe go in the bathroom and try it on. No, you're not allowed. <laughs> Gross. But I'm just like, I don't, I cannot tell if something's going to fit me at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I did one time recently? I found a mirror in the shoe section, kind of in the back where the fitting room was closed, and I put stuff on over my clothes. How could you tell if it was going to fit putting it over your clothes? I was wearing workout clothes, so it was like, I could kind of get a feel. I'm like, I think this is going to look okay. Okay, this is going to be gross. Was it before or after you ran? After. Oh, Taylor! It was really cold that day. I didn't get sweaty. It was so you after. tried on clothes after workout and then put them back on the rack. No, I actually bought them because they fit. <laughs> they well, and then I tried them on at home, and I was like, "Oh, 
<laughs> See? Those, those workout pants were holding things in more than I <laughs> So did you have an imaginary friend when you were little? A lot of kids do, especially to help them through tough times. And someone who had that was little Belle Cress. She battled this really rare form of cancer. It was like some kind of bone cancer. And yeah. her little brother had just been through it. Mm. Then she gets diagnosed. And she's going through all this chemo and horrific things for a child. And so she develops this little imaginary friend, uh, a dragon. Well, her Make-A-Wish Foundation wish was for her imaginary dragon to become real. And this technological team took a description from her and they created a dragon for her. Hmm. And it like you can like it can uh, move and it reacts to when you touch it. The only thing they couldn't do was they decided it wouldn't be a good idea to make it a fire-breathing dragon oh, no, no. or no smoke because <laughs> it could ruin the technology in her. But isn't that so cool that they made yeah. that dream come true for her? Have you ever had the chance to travel and have a really unique cultural experience? Um, I was talking to my neighbor across the street the other day. We just uh, were comparing notes. We both moved in within like a, a month of each other into this neighborhood. And I found out that she and her husband love going to Italy. And I'm like, I love Italy, too. And she told this really cool story. She is a conductor and her name is Andrea. You mean like a and, symphonic conductor? Yeah, orchestra like conductor? orchestra. Oh, uh-huh. wow. She's a conductor, not a train conductor. Yeah, that's a good good question. So she was she had traveled to Italy, and they were in this really teeny tiny remote village, and she conducted this orchestra, and the performance ended, and she looked over, and all these little girls were surrounding her. And they were acting like they were like, oh, like they were acting like she was Taylor Swift to these little girls. Like and they started asking her for her autograph (laughs) and she didn't she had never been asked for her autograph as a conductor in her life. And she's like, "Okay." so she starts getting her autograph and then she looks up and behind the little girls, all these little old ladies in the village are lined up behind the little girls and they want to meet her. Well, she finally realized someone told her. Andrea is a male name in Italy. So they all thought they were coming to see a male conductor. And these little girls and these old women had never seen a female conductor in their lives. Hmm. So to them, it was like meeting a rock star because music is so important in their country. And I thought that was such a fascinating experience. Like she, she I said, well, now you know what it feels like to be Taylor Swift. <laughs> And have everyone want your autograph. Yeah, imagine showing up like, I don't know, you're a plumber. <laughs> no, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's applauding you. Wow. That's, I thought now that, that is, was such a cool yeah, story. Cool. So we're talking about experiencing odd things in, in another culture where all of a sudden you're the center of attention unexpectedly. That happened to my wife one time where she was the center of attention. We'll talk about it next. We're talking about uh, times like Taylor's neighbor found herself the center of attention when traveling to Italy one time unexpectedly. People asking her for an autograph. Something like that happened to my wife when um, we went on a trip with Food for the Poor to visit the work they were doing in Jamaica. Now, you hear Jamaica and you think, oh, weekend at Sandals. No, that wasn't it. We went way out into the the very depressed, poverty-stricken mountainous areas where there's no white sandy beaches it's just people in abject poverty and one of the things that they don't see very often in those areas in jamaica is 
white people. <laughs> they just don't see them that often. And if they do, they probably don't have, like my wife does, red hair, freckles, and blue eyes. And you should have seen the kids in all of these little villages we visited surrounding her and staring at her like she was E.T. I mean, it was like <laughs> someone had visit, visited from another planet. I mean, they would like slowly reach up and touch her hair. They were staring at her eyes because she has these crystal blue eyes. And they're just looking at her eyes like, can you see out of those things? <laughs> it was so cute. It was great. I have a picture. It's uh, it's hanging in our, our basement of her holding like two or three kids. And you can see the one kid is staring at her just like, are you from Mars? <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, she kind of had had that experience too. What a, and what a trip that was. Very overwhelming. I want you to imagine, Taylor, the inside of your refrigerator, okay? Now, specifically the door. And don't say it. Tell us in a minute, how many bottles of salad dressing would you imagine you have in that door? Let's talk about this next. Okay, so I'm bringing this up, the number of, of bottles of salad dressing you have in your house, because I, I looked at our refrigerator door last night, mm-hmm. and it's it's got to be a dozen. We've oh, got man. at least 12 bottles. <laughs> well, and most with a family of them, that big. And, yeah, most of them are three quarters full, where someone thought it was a good idea, impulse purchase, and then they never used it again. Yeah. So how many do you think you have? Well, the only reason mine's not that bad right now is because we just moved. And I don't even want to admit to you some of the dates on things that I found when I cleaned out my fridge. So right now we're down to, I think there's only two or three. Yeah. But it's only because we just moved. But give, give you a few months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do we do that? What is it about no other food product? Do we have that? I mean, could you imagine if you had like 12 jars of mayonnaise? Ew. Right. Or 12, yeah. 12, 12 bottles of ketchup. Right. Right. It's like, why do we do that? <laughs> So tell me if this happens to you, because one of the ways you keep your salad dressings cleaned out, Kevin said they've got 12, mm-hmm. <laughs> is you check the dates and right. you're like, oh my gosh, that one's from like three years right. ago. What George were we Bush thinking? was president <laughs> when we bought this. <laughs> so my husband and I were playing a game. He had bought um, a food product for our dog, Alex the Wonder Mutt, and it took him like, I'm not kidding you, five day- five minutes to find the expiration date. Mm-hmm. And he goes, here, I want to play a fun game? See if you can find it. And he goes, if you find it really fast, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> but what is up with that? They make it so teeny yes. tiny. You cannot see it. And then when you finally find it, you can't read it. Right, it's, it's in hieroglyphics so or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's crazy. Hey, do you love the idea of being super organized? So many of us are intrigued at the idea of finally having a neat and orderly home that there are TV shows called Home Edit. Well... A TikTok has gone viral with such a simple, cheap, and super creative way to get organized. You create, you know what a lazy Susan is? You know where it spins? Mm -hmm. You create it from just a couple of items you get from the dollar store. You buy two cake pans or two pie pans and a bag of marbles. Put the marbles in one pan, put the other pan on top, and voila, you have a lazy Susan. So you can put your spices in it and your spice cabinet. You can put cleaning supplies, toiletries, and it spins super easily so you can get to whatever's in the back. I don't... There's got to cool? be... Something's going wrong with that. No. There's some, like the marbles are all going to bunch up on one side. It won't spin. It'll kind of go like... Kunk, 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 well, I'll so, do it. I'll, I'll be the guinea pig. But it's been be shared kind of a bazillion times on TikTok. People are loving this and idea. And all the marbles must be uniform size. Yes. It can't be... Uh, and, uh, and and then what if like my my mom could not have done it because she was constantly telling my brother and I that she had lost her marble. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Because <laughs> so your brother is talkative as you.
No, he's the exact opposite. Oh, my, funny. We talked about that before. I think my brother and I, if my brother and I were in a lineup, like, you know, a criminal picture, they no one would pick us out to be brothers. He's th- probably a foot shorter than me. He's built, I'm tall and thin. He's like short and stocky. He has like tattoos all over him. Yeah, we're very, wow. very different. Very, very. I knew very all different. that in appearance, but I didn't know he didn't. He's not a talker at all. This yeah. is new information. Oh yeah, so my brother is like, he's like Griff. He's like our producer Griff. Like he never ever says anything. Nothing. I mean, there's a lot going on between those ears. He just doesn't vocalize it. For me, I vocalize it. Then think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, think about this for a minute. We're going to talk about it coming up. How much are you willing to inconvenience yourself to help someone in need? This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. How quickly are you willing to inconvenience yourself to help someone in need? Well, check this out. Taylor and Chris had just gotten married and they were taking wedding photos outside. Both the bride and the groom are police officers, and so was much of their wedding party, because those are their friends. Well, they proved you're never really off-duty when you're a police officer, because they stopped the photo shoot right in the middle of it to help a man who had been hit by a car. One of the bridesmaids held Hmm. the man's head while the bride directed traffic, so she's standing out there with her bouquet. Using it to like, okay, now you you come this way. No, you stop. Mm. <laughs> and uh, mm. as soon as they got the guy to the hospital, thankfully, it, this injuries weren't serious. Uh, they went on with the photo shoot and continued with their wedding. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Really? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they'll stay in touch with the guy. <laughs> Probably. I would be yeah. invested in the story. I would want to know. Yeah. How, how did this turn out? There is something that's going on in your kitchen right now. That is happening in all cultures, all countries. Everyone has this in common. We're going to talk about it next. There is something going on in your house right now that is so universal. It surpasses all countries, all cultures, all age groups. This is a real fact in everyone's home. Can I guess what it is? Yes. Um, Mom slaves over the stove making dinner, puts it on the table and the kids go, I don't like this. Mm, that too. <laughs> Let's add that to the list. But the one I was referring to is the junk drawer. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I have been so anti-junk drawer. We moved recently for the first time in years and years. Mm. And I was like, that's it. I, I am decluttering. No this junk is not drawer. happening. And my husband had to so kindly point out the other day. He goes, Hey, uh, you know how this kitchen's just a little bit bigger than our last kitchen? I'm like, yeah. He goes, do you realize you have like three junk drawers going? And I'm like, be quiet. Only I didn't say that. I was like, stop talking. <laughs> but it happens so easily because you're like, where do I put this stuff? You've got mm-hmm. like pens and paper clips and post like, notes, rubber bands. Yeah. And like takeout for, menus for us. It's been, uh, we have a whole drawer right now. That's all those little tiny furniture pad things you put underneath furniture. Oh yeah. Because you just moved. Cause so we just moved and we don't want to scratch yeah. the, the mm-hmm. floors. And right. so there's a drawer with that. It's just, it's, it's, it's insane. And I, you I, had I, promised yourself you weren't going to have one. And now you have not one, not two, but I have three. three. <laughs> And one was supposed to be like the pandemic drawer with the masks and the hand sanitizer and stuff. It's got all kinds of other junk in there, too. So you're talking about the junk drawer. 
in your house, and that's a universal problem. Uh, something mm-hmm. that we're having going on, I don't know if this is universal or not, but my wife has, uh, you know, all the little utensils and stuff used for cooking, like spatulas uh-huh. and uh, um, spoon, slotted spoons and stuff. I mean, she's my wife is a... Uh, really passionate cook so she's got tons of those things mm-hmm. and there's one drawer that's kind of the catch-all drawer for all of that yes but then there's another drawer too so i'll just i'll just distribute evenly like wherever there's room uh-oh which is a big party foul for tracy mm-hmm. because she's she like no, no 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 no, this drawer is for i don't even know what it's for <laughs> this is for only for these items mm-hmm. and then the other ones go in here and i can never remember so if i'm unloading the dishwasher it it can be problematic. Yeah. Well, my daughter, April, she was playing the game above the game with my wife the other day because, you know, Tracy has her kitchen set up like she likes it. She said, April, will you unload the dishwasher for me? Sure, Mom. Well, she put in the one cabinet, dishes are on the left, bowls are on the right. She put the bowls on the left, the dishes on the right. So you open the cabinet to get a dish and you're looking at bowls. And Tra- I said to Trace, I was like... I'll switch those around for you. I'll get it. Because I knew it would like really trigger her. <laughs> and she goes, no, you know what? I'm going to leave it. <laughs> so it's like this battle <laughs> over oh how gosh. long are we going to live with the dishes on, quote, the wrong side and the bowls on the wrong side. That's funny. It's a battle of wills now of how long. <laughs> what I think is probably going to happen is sometime in the future, could be a day, could be a week, could be a year. She'll say, April, will you, will you please unload the dishwasher? And she will. And April will switch them back. And then April will feel like she won the game above the game. And Tracy will feel like she waited her out. And she won. So, oh <laughs> Because life doesn't have enough drama without little games like this. Well, don't mess with Mama's Kitchen. I mean, that's yeah. her wor- that is her world. That's like her office, her spot. We're all just, we're in the orbit of it. We should be honoring where she has things. So I, I get it. But it is funny to watch it all unfold. The last year has brought, you know, it's been tough to get through, but it has brought its fair share of comical situations, especially when it comes to wearing masks. Like you get all the way to the door of the grocery store and like, oh, I forgot my mask. Uh, all, the time. all the way back across yeah. the parking lot to get it. But this one's really funny. Um, my friend uh, Amanda Athens, she works in a doctor's office and she posted this today. A patient came in and said, I'm really glad you're making us wear masks today. I forgot to put my teeth in. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I want to be that age. One of the many benefits. It's of not mask the age. Queen. I used to say, like, I want to be the age where, like, like, I just don't care anymore. It's not that you don't care. You just realize what's important and what's not. Yeah. And, and you recognize it. And then you say things like, hey, I'm really glad we won't be wearing masks because I, uh, I forgot my teeth. <laughs> it's great. Coming up, are you pretty talented when it comes to your hobbies? Are you pretty talented when it comes to your hobby? Six in ten Americans have mastered a hobby after a year (laughs) of spending so much time at home. Some of the most popular ones are running, yoga, baking, and cooking, and arts like painting, sketching, and drawing. The fourth most popular hobby was uh, working with things like knitting and embroidery. Huh. I really, I poured myself into training for cycling this year. You guys already know I was pretty into it, but I got a got a really great uh, coach and just poured myself into it. And yet I still could only bring myself to buy a pair of socks that on the side say, pretty okay at cycling. <laughs> That's not, after a year of training really, really hard, I would say I'm, I'm pretty okay. I wouldn't put myself in 
mastered. People say they've mastered different hobbies. Nah, not not there yet. Be honest. Have you ever told a white lie to your kids? No. There, I just did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Our producer Griffin and his wife, Sarah, have a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And uh, apparently he's willing to fess up to one they're telling right now. (laughs) We'll find out what it is next. Griff, you're going to fess up to telling white lies to your kids? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're the world's worst dad. I, I, I have never, ever, right. ever done that. Right. What, what did you lie to your kids about? Well, you know, one, uh, one of our favorite places to eat or a type of food we like is those burrito and taco places where you go in and they'll make you a burrito or a taco or a burrito bowl. Customize. Whatever. They'll customize it right yeah. there at the counter for you. Um, my kids like one place. We can call it Bo's, okay. if you'd like. Um, my wife and I like another place called Billy's. Okay, and um, <laughs> the good thing about Bose and Billy's is that their color scheme is kind of similar. Uh huh. Into a five-year-old and four-year-old, they don't really know the difference, and the food Ooh. is pretty much the same. Yeah, especially for them, they get like cheese quesadillas. That's it. But one of them has way more flavorful salsas. That's what my wife and I think too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we uh, we're big fans of Billy's, but we'll t- and our kids will say, "Hey, we want to go to Bose," but we'll take them to Billy's, and they think they're at Bose. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and they don't know the difference. Oh, when was crap. the last time you did this? Oh, well, my daughter wanted to go there for her birthday. <laughs> so we took her to on her birthday to Bo's for her birthday. On her birthday, you didn't take her to the place she wanted to go. You took they her to the place to you guys it's, it's, it's the same food. <laughs> Wait till they learn how to read. This whole the whole gig is up. Yeah, but got a, a year or two before that happens. <laughs> no, I'm thinking fast forward to when when Eloise is 16. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to Janie's to do homework, and then later you find out she went to Janie's for a party. Oh well. Yeah, this yeah. isn't that. You, you have oh. planted the seed for that kind of thinking right now. Oh, they'll never no, know. No, the equivalent would be she went Dad. to Jenna's Remember? to do homeworks at a Janus. <laughs> Remember, you took us to you took us to but to Billy's instead of Bo's. Remember that. <laughs> It's the same food for them. This is going to be a family thing. legend, I, uh, like a story of legend yeah. in the Adkins family. I love this. <laughs> Dad! We should, we should hear some stories. You guys have any stories? We'd love to hear from you. When you've done like Griffin, blatantly lied <laughs> to your children. So uh, Griff was just sharing a story about the little white lie that he told his kids about. They went didn't take Eloise on her fourth birthday. To her favorite like taco place, they went to a very similar one mm-hmm. and that they said like better. that it was that one. <laughs> I've done um, I've done something like that with our kids. Like the ice cream machine is broken, <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah, like, no. So and then they see a kid walking by with a comb. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. My favorite one though was not with my kids. It was with my uh, my stepbrother, and this was when we were young. I mean, he's a grown man now, and me too. But this is when I was. 17 or 18 and he was only like i don't know four or five years old and we laugh about it now that we're grown men but back then um my dad said hey why don't you take your stepbrother uh to the beach for the day i'll give you money take him to to the and he meant the ocean which Mm -hmm. was about three hours away from where we lived so i was like okay dad gave me the money and we packed up a cooler and off we went what dad didn't know is we went about 20 minutes away. We lived, uh, this was in Maryland. We went to the Chesapeake Bay, right under the Chesapeake Bay Bridge is the state park <laughs> called Sandy Point State Park. So we went there. 
My stepbrother, he had no idea. And you pocketed the gas money? I pocketed all of my money. Dad gave me like 50 bucks, which at that point was a fortune. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like pass and go. <laughs> Monopoly, that was sweet. So I would have gotten away with it, too, if there was one flaw in my plan. Sandy Point State Park had fake sand uh, around the, the water. They, it was oh, a weird. mix of sand and this like clay, uh, dirt, and it turned everything orange. Oh, that did not happen in Ocean City. So we came back with orange feet and orange towels and orange bathing suits. And my dad was like, something's not adding up here. That doesn't look like you guys went to Ocean City. Do you have to give the money back? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If only you were in meat, Nick, then you could have gotten away with a lie. (laughs) Right. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for that darn orange sand. (laughs) 